Ready. Okay, let's go. This episode of Movie Grouch and Fanboy Podcast. My name is Bex and I am a big old movie grouch. And here with me to keep me in line, show me the error of my ways, is the resident fanboy. It is Blake. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Very excited then. You did. Are you Hello. not excited? You not excited? Felt like it was a radio voice as well, which is fake. Oh yeah, yeah. you don't like being fake. No, not at all. I like no. authenticity. So, we hope you're well. Thank you very much for joining us. If this is the first time that you are catching onto the Movie Grouch and Fanboy phenomenon, because it is a phenomenon, it's a phenomenon that probably about 10 people know about, but that can still be a phenomenon, right? Yeah, just an underground one. Yeah. yeah. You have stumbled onto the podcast where uh, we watch a film that I, as Movie Grouch, have avoided watching for very stupid reasons. And then Fanboy opens his beer. Cheers. Halfway through. Cheers. Happy Friday. And we have a watch and a chat. Oh, I've completely lost my thread. We have a chat about the film. We have a chat about the film and then we record our discussion and we put it out for your listening pleasure Pleasure. and entertainment. Mm. Before we get stuck into this episode's film, we are going to have a little chitter chat about stuff we've been watching because sometimes we do watch things separately. So, Monsieur Fanboy. Yeah. That's a terrible accent. It is. Well, that will come up in this podcast. Oh, (laughs) keeping it keeping it on the thing anyway mr fanboy what have you been watching since we last did one of these not anything of any note really to discuss except for basketball but i don't really want to bore people out because i don't think people tune in for me for waffling on but chris paul has made it to the finals oh. first first fight at 36 years old one of the greatest point guard gods guards of all time has finally done it and that has been my highlight of this week Oh. Entertainment wise, awesome. Yeah, he got pushed by oh, yeah. Anthony. Anthony, uh, no, um, what's he called? Justin, I can't remember now, but yeah, he got pushed in the Ooh. back. Yeah, yeah, that but quite no, savage. so that's that's it, really. Um, obviously, we've been watching lots of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, we I'm have. really into it, it's really good. It's it really is good, good, isn't it? It's cool, it's cool. Um, it's yeah. gotten a lot better as yeah, well. Like, I was really worried about how cheesy it is. Like the first series is, oh, I don't know, it's it's like cheese on toast with extra cheddar, but it's gotten like a bit more dark and serious and sort of the characters are really opening it, up now. It's if good. If you think about it though, if they put out like so, if they've put out a series a year, yeah, it's very much of the time. Two thousand and four, yeah. it started, which yeah, yeah it's yeah, a yeah. different vibe yeah. to TV being made now. Yeah. But I'm glad you're enjoying no, it. That's cool. I like it. It is a good show. What about you? I haven't really been watching much i've started new drag race all stars yeah which is really interesting because they've got quite a good mix this time awesome so that's that then brilliant that's very short this week yeah spoilers this has got a spoiler warning but not in the sense i mean it will have a spoiler alert but also we may well spoil it for you so if if you were a fan of Heat and we spoiled that for you, 
No, because that was just... balanced. Oh, was I, it? Yeah, because we did oh, your so you side, my it. story. So, right. where's this? We will find out. Oh, we'll find out. Anyway. But yeah. if you like this film, I do suggest don't listen. Or listen and give us your thoughts. Yeah, that's a better That'd be idea. Really that cool. would be better. Because we might be way off pitch here. What did we watch? We watched 1986's Highlander. Do you have a synopsis for us, please? An immortal Scottish swordsman must confront the last of his immortal opponent, a murderously brutal barbarian who lusts for the fabled prize. So IMDb, 7.1. Right, fucking um, hell. Rotten Tomatoes fan score 79%, critic score 69%. And don't, don't forget, though, this has been since these sites have been around. It's a, a cumulative score, so okay. just bear that in mind. Just I've not gone too deep because it's their balanced reviews. Okay. Uh, just rather than sort of go deep and look for something that I find amusing, I've just gone to sort of balance it out. Do you prefer not to go deep? No, I really like going deep. It's more fun. <laughs> Right, so, um, fun premise, shame about the leading man. To be honest, as soon as they hit me with the double of Queen music and the fabulous Freebirds, they had me. So that's one review. He obviously liked this film. This person, I say he, they haven't got the name. And then somebody else is right, rubbish. The Scottish accents aren't even Scottish. An actual Scottish actor is meant to be Spanish. Makes no sense. The most cheesy thing I've ever watched. As a Scot, I find it hilarious how badly done the accents are. So that's that. Should we just go straight in? Question one. No hanging about. So what stopped you from seeing this movie in the past? When did it come out? 1986? 86, yeah. So I would have been... So you seven. to do math. Seven. Yeah, so I would have been way too young for this. But I was aware of it growing up. I think it kind of fell into that whole... I'm not sure my parents would have let me watch it thing. Yeah, um, no, like, definitely understand I don't, that. Yeah, kind of like age appropriate. So I think... I also thought it was going to be a lot more violent than it was. Yeah. Yeah, so I think at the time it was probably just not not age appropriate. Yeah. Growing up, I, it's something I've heard people talk about a lot and I just was like, Meh. Yeah. Yeah. Meh. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, what was your preconceived idea of this movie? It's difficult to answer because I think now seeing it, it's coloured what I originally thought. So because obviously you just said you knew about it, but you knew you wouldn't have been allowed to watch it. So you must have had some idea of I it. I thought... It was going to be a bit of like a Mad Max kind of thing. Right, okay. Like perhaps a little bit more post-apocalyptic, a little bit more violent, a little bit more gory. I didn't know what the story was about. Having seen the film, I still don't really know what the story is about. That's fine, that's fine. We can work with that. So could you please give us your take on the opening scene and setups? In New York City, the owner of a sophisticated antique shop, Russell Edwin Nash, is challenged to a sword fight in the parking lot of the Madison Square Garden by a man called Iman Fazil. Eventually, after a lot of bad editing and stunts that blatantly aren't either actor, Iman is beheaded by Russell. Russell hides his sword, not a euphemism, and is arrested by the police while leaving the stadium. Forensics expert Brenda Wyatt is intrigued by Fazil's sword, as it is a very valuable historical artefact, probably worth over a million bucks. Later, Russell returns to the garage to retrieve the katana, but before he does, he sees that Brenda is looking at the crime scene. She finds some metal shards embedded in a nearby concrete column and saves them for analysis. Russell then recalls his life in the 16th century in Scotland, of course, and we meet Connor MacLeod, who is some kind of land-owning dude. 
He's fatally wounded in battle against another clan where we meet Kurgan, his arch nemesis. However, he survives and MacLeod's clan believe that he has a pact with the devil and expels them from their lands. Of course they do. I mean, that, that, that's normal behaviour. In between this, Kurgan arrives in New York present day and begins the hunt for MacLeod slash Nash. Cool. So some of that I've just lifted straight from Yeah, uh, and then interjected your own and little just, yeah. whimsical bits. Yeah. No, that's cool. Just even reading that first bit, there was an awful lot that I missed from the film. So what had you missed? I, f- I thought the bit where he hides the sword after the fight was very murky, so that wasn't made clear. The why they were fighting wasn't clear. The fact that Russell Nash and Connor McLeod are the same person wasn't made clear until much later on. I think partly because the editing was quite jerky and quite, quite, what's the word? Not jerky. It was like the scenes were really cut quite harshly. Uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It didn't feel very cohesive as a story. Yeah. And I think when you're watching something and you you have like a really harsh edit point yeah. it almost jerks you out of the story sometimes it works though yeah because tarantino yeah, is kind of really good at it but i would argue that he is a master storyteller yeah yeah and um, that's the difference yeah so when you're struggling to grasp the story because the story's not clear and all of a sudden you've got like a really harsh edit. It, yeah. It's like it jerks you out of the film. Yeah. And you're sort of thinking, whoa, what's happening? That was really brutal. And then you're back into it. Yeah. And you've missed the bits that make it cohesive, yeah. I think. I liked that it had like a Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, Dark, Outlander vibe to it. But those um, are far better than this shite. And... That's probably the best that I can say about okay. Highlander. Yeah, no, that's um, fine. I loved how Iman Fazil is knackered by running over cars but, cars, but is fine with doing gymnastics at the car park. I mean, that whole thing was just like the poor guy just looked like he needed to sit down and just catch his breath. When Connor McLeod is dead, or when he's supposed to be dead, I saw him move. Now, ultimately, with the whole point and it's story... It's so funny, because I, I, when we were watching that scene, I was like, he's fucking breathing. Yeah. Like... Which, which is really confusing at the time. When you look at the arc like, of the overall you, you story, it's like, chest. it's fine. Yeah, but you see his chest going, don't yeah. you? But he is supposed to be dead. He's supposed to be dead, yeah. And I, I was, was like, like, he's just moved. I was like, they let, I mean, yeah, wow. I yeah. don't, and yeah. Um, and I thought it was really handy that Kurgan's sword can be broken down for transportation. Well, you know, modern swords. Mm. At times we were just looking at each other saying, what, what is going on? Okay, so you're in the game away, yeah. Oh, was I not supposed to give well, no, it game Well, away? no, I just didn't know when I was going to do it, but oh. that's fine. Did you want a bigger reveal? Yeah, I think so. I wanted more, something more dramatic, mm. but you've in it, it's fine. I had fond memories of this movie. I ha- I'll confess, I haven't seen it in since I was probably in my teen, my young teens. I probably I didn't watch it a lot. What age did you, do you reckon you saw this? <laughs> Anywhere between 10 and... 13. Okay. I would say. Maybe even younger. 86. Like I said, my parents really... You would so, have been four. So, yeah, exactly. I was four in 86. But what I mean is, like, my folks were pretty pretty good. Like, me and my yeah, mother watched a lot liberal. of films. They weren't too fussed. They, they they had to watch some first, but not many. Yeah. So I would have seen this at a very young age. And I did... I thought I loved it. Not loved it. I thought I liked it. It turns out, if you have a fond memory of a film, maybe don't watch it. Because this film is fucking insane and bad. 
It's awful. It's not the worst film I've ever seen because it's funny and I still think the Kurgan is a good bad guy. I think he can't, you know, my memory is he was still pretty scary in mm-hmm. a kind of maybe a bit more kitsch now, but still, he was still quite scary. He reminds- but this film isn't even bad in a kitsch way. No. It's just bad. It's yeah. aged so like, badly. So badly. The fact that it had a Queen soundtrack makes you directly compare it with Flash Gordon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Flash Gordon is bad, but, you, but, but it's it, so bad it's good. You know, and it, it knows it's bad as a yes. film as well. It that doesn't hide difference. from it. Yeah, that is the difference. So yeah. Anyway, this will yeah. come up a lot. They're, they're, I mean, this film is it's so many parts of it are just unreal. Like you say, yeah. Anyway, so middle of the film story arc and plot development, please. So time passes and Connor moves to Rapunzel's Tower Entangled and takes up with a lady called Heather, obviously, because she's Scottish. What else would you call her? Then while shagging, in a swirl of peacock feathers and peeping tomfoolery, Juan Sanchez Villa Lobos Ramirez arrives, who explains that he and Connor differ from normal men. They do not age, they are immune to disease and will only die if their heads are separated from their bodies. So to be fair, I mean, the village got it wrong. He's not made a pact with the devil, but he can only be killed in the same way you would kill a zombie. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So make sense. of that what you will. So he proves this by knocking Connor off a rowboat. Connor does not drown and actually marvels at some aquatic scenery before bobbing back to the surface. He tries to attack Ramirez with the Highland sword, but f- he fails. Ramirez has also told him that the immortals are playing a game, killing each other, and in the end, only one survives receiving a prize, which is the power of all the other immortals. He tells Connor that they are ready to begin. Cue training montage. Can I just interject? What? A montage is terrible. Yeah, it was awful. It was terrible. There were supposed to be bits where, so they're training, and it's supposed to be as if they're in sync, but they're not. No. Montage over. Kurgan arrives and kills Ramirez. Heather dies, but Connor stays youthful. Oh, it's just, it's tragic. What I don't get is that somebody signed off on that film. (laughs) That's what baffles me completely. Somebody signed off. Somebody looked at, watched this and just went, yeah, that'll do. That's good. We'll put that out. That'll do. That'll do. That'll do. So I have two things written down for this section. Go on, then. You look like a woman, you haggis. And never overextend your thrust. Okay. So you look like a woman, you haggis, is what Connor says to Ramirez. Ramirez. Yeah. I mean, I, the guy in that review is correct in that the, the people who are Spanish... Or, or, yeah, the guy that's Spanish is Scottish... And the guy that's French. supposed to be Scottish is French yeah. or Spanish or whatever. He's, fr- he's French. Christopher Lambert is French. And never overextend your thrust, I just found really hilarious. Uh, there's a bit as well. Is that the when Sean Connery looks at the screen and sort of points in that corny second and he's like, and that, like, there's a bit. Remember when we <laughs> yeah. just looked at, looked at each other and went, what the fuck was that? Yeah. And it's he just I looks and turns and like over his shoulder and sort of, I think he sort of puts his finger up in like a like a motion of like that's it. That's it. Like yeah. making it is that that scene? I don't think so because I think oh, never overextend was... your thrust they were fighting. Right, okay. But that, I mean that is uh... Something I did notice is that Christopher Lambert looks like a young Vigo the Carpathian. Right, okay. He really does. Okay. He's got a very big forehead. Yeah, it's just really confusing. Like, it wasn't made clear what the game was that the Immortals were playing. It wasn't made clear 
why they're so special. It kind of felt like it was acting by numbers. But then they had some really cool people in it. You had Celia Emery, who played one of, who played Kate, I think it was his fiance in the village. And you had BT Edney, who played Heather. And they've both gone on, like Celia Emery's obviously done a lot of stuff with Victoria Wood and been in all sorts of things. And BT Edney's now in Poldark. Um, and they like done some comedy stuff as well. Yeah. So And what the fuck was Sean Connery doing in this? I don't know. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It was like Like James was, Bond slash the Untouchables guy. It is, Do you know what I think happened? I think there was a mix up on set and I think Sean Connery got tangled up in some wool or something on the floor, some wires maybe is probably a little bit more appropriate for a student. Yeah, I'd like to think that Sean Connery could get out of some wool. (laughs) Yeah, he probably could. Uh, He got tangled up in some wires, ended up like sort of, uh, like stumbling about, fell into the costume for Ramirez, did like a couple of spins with all the peacock feathers flying out and they were, oh, he's on set, brilliant. Let's just use him. That's what I think happened. Yeah, quite. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason that that isn't what happened. Yeah. Closing scenes, please. So Brenda finds out that Russell should be dead. She talks to his assistant, Rachel, and flashback, we see Connor rescue Rachel as a child in World War II. And she becomes his friend, companion. That, to be honest, was a little bit weird. So Connor Russell becomes comes clean to Brenda. He gets her to stab him in the stomach and then they shag. Kruger... Kurgan is found battling another immortal in an alley. The witness uh, who sees the battle tries to shoot Kruger Kurgan and his description is given to the police. To throw them off the scent, Kruger Kurgan shaves his head and dons a safety pin necklace, which weirdly makes him look even less conspicuous than before. Because, let's face it, the guy looks like Jaws from James Bond. But the immortal Kruger Kurgan is hunting down McLeod and Brenda is in the middle of their battle. Connor Russell is at a church lighting a candle for Heather's birthday. Krugan Kurgan enters and tells Connor Russell that they are now the only immortals left. This bit is directly lifted from my MDB because, quite frankly, I fucking missed off of this. Kruger taunts Connor by telling him of his defeat of Ramirez and about raping Ramirez's wife. He then realises that Heather was actually Connor's wife and it, he never had never told him about the rape. Connor is furious, but is reminded of the Immortals' oldest rule, they cannot fight on holy ground. I mean, to be honest, if he's done that to his wife, is he really going to care about a holy holy ground rule? I don't think so. Kruger finds out that Connor is having an affair with Brenda and kidnaps her in order to draw Connor into the final fight. Connor accepts the challenge and kisses Rachel goodbye, telling her that Russell Nash dies tonight and that she knew this day would come. The two fighters meet on the roof of the Silver Cup Studios. I mean... Why not? If you're going to fight, do it there. And an epic sword fight begins. Kruger tries to use Brenda to defeat Connor by tying her to the studio's massive rooftop sign. But Connor manages to save her, of course. The fight causes major destruction. Both fighters fall into a large warehouse, which is surrounded by windows. After a climactic fight, Connor defeats Kruger and experiences the sum of all quickenings, which just sounds rude, (laughs) which destroys every window in the warehouse. I mean, what the fuck? The police assume that Kruger is the headhunter serial killer they were looking for. I don't even know who that is. And that Nash was his final victim. The last scene shows Connor and Brenda in the Highlands and it explains that the prize gives Connor awareness of all the thoughts of all the people around, all around the world and allows him to exert some influence. 
As a result, he can help people cooperate with one another. He is also now mortal, able to have children and grow old. Ramirez, obviously from the afterlife, tells Connor that he now has power beyond anyone's imagination and urges him to use it well. Cool. Thank you for that. I mean, what a load of guff. What Mm. a load of guff. Yeah. So much of this was lost in the way the story was was told. told. So let's let's just... I'm trying to sort of find things in this film in a more positive note because both of us hating on a film isn't what this podcast was originally about. Yeah. I had no idea this film was this bad as <laughs> as an adult. And, you know, 30 years removed, 40 years removed nearly. So, like, I think the premise is, is a brilliant idea. I think, done right, this it's a cool fucking story. It could be done yeah. really well. I think it could start in a way that it starts with him in Scotland, in the clan, and that's a lot more in depth. So we get an idea of who he is. Yeah, and then that... we meet, and then we sort of learn that, and then we skip forward, and then we get some flashbacks. That would be a lot more cohesive. Yes. Yeah, it would. But it's just running, so jumpy, herky jerky, motherfuckers. Running the two stories concurrently doesn't really work because they don't give you enough information about what Connor McLeod is. And I still don't know if Connor McLeod dies and then he's reborn into all these people or whether he's just assuming that these these people's identity as he goes through time. Yeah. Like, that's not explained. you You could almost set it up like a Superman kind of thing. Yeah. Have him, like you say, in Scotland. So we get, like, at least, you know, like, ten minutes of that yeah. and his life in Scotland. Yeah. And understanding his background and, yeah. yeah. Because it, I it, because I agree. I don't think it's a bad story. No. I just think this it's film badly doesn't told. deal with it and present it in the best way. Yeah. But I can, I can see it in the cinema. I can see people going nuts for it. Yeah. Because in the I mean, 80s, in we the, didn't know any better, did yeah, we? Yeah, exactly. Apart from smoking. Yeah. Smoking when you're about and yeah, no, that's true. Did you have a favourite character? Oh, I think it's got to be Ramirez, just for the pure pageantry. Okay, cool. He was so camp. It's crazy. So isn't it? camp, and it was just brilliant. Cool. I think Kurgan's the best character, but Do you? yeah, for me, it's like it's still a little bit scary. I guess I don't know. I don't think there's enough backstory with the characters as well. Yeah, they, like, yeah, massively suffering from that. Yeah. yeah. And normally I don't, I'm not too worried about that kind of stuff. No. Because if a film gives you enough with the character in the moment, if when you're dropped in on their life, cool. But you don't get it. Doesn't give you. It doesn't even give you enough information in that part of their life or part of the story. Yeah, because even when when he's in the with the clan in Scotland, you've got him on the horse with all the with his yeah. mates being all lads, lads, lads. Yeah, and you've got Kate. I think she's called. Who's Celia Imry kind of down on the ground and they're all sort of like joking and dicking about and and even then you're kind of like who is he yeah yeah what the power play in that shot you know she was on the ground and he was on the horse so he was obviously very high above her yeah or meant to be in power or I don't know yeah did you have a worse character the police guys weren't brilliant right they were a okay bit yeah crap. I didn't like that bad guy in the first. Was he called Iman Fazil? <laughs> I didn't yeah. even know he had a name, and I just uh, poor love looked like he needed to sit down and a cup of tea. Up, like the sword fighting is so static, it's horrible. And my thought was right. So I was just thinking, when you compare it to other action films from the eighties, this came out in eighty six. A year later, Predator came out. 
Oh and that's my fucking God, great. Yeah. yeah. Like, all right, it's cheesy and it's but a typical it... Arnie film, but it's a fucking great action film. Yeah, it's good. But then, uh, is that the first film from that director that made Predator? How much budget did it have? Is yeah, this the yeah, first film? Yeah. Well, no. Because so, they're not. I mean, how? I mean, Sean Connery would have been quite a big hitter. Yeah, he'd been Bond at this point. Yeah, I, I don't know how. I don't know of anything else that Christoph Lambert has done. Or Christopher Lambert has done. No, I don't actually. Uh, I'm not and very aware of him. Off the back uh, of this, I can see why. why. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, it's fucking crazy. Uh, did you have a favourite scene? I think the bits where Ramirez was in it, Sean Connery, because it was so surreal. Do you know what I mean? I think I'm with you. I'm it like, was so like, like at least... where's this man just appeared with all these fucking peacock feathers? He's watching yeah. them try and have a shower. And now he's telling yeah. them that like, so I think I think you're right. I think the best scene is when he turns up when they're having a shag. Yeah. It's so unexpected and it just catches you off guard. You're just like, even if you like this film, you're like, oh, look at them having outdoor sex. Lovely. And then <laughs> and then just over their shoulder, hello, mate, how's it going? Yeah, you're immortal. Want to go and have a fucking fight and do some training? Come on then, lad. Oh, honestly, it's absolutely mental. This film is bonkers. Yeah, it is. It uh. is. It really is. Cool. Uh, so did you have a worst scene? I just find the beginning bit really boring and confusing. Yeah, I do. That's I, I don't think the fight scenes were that good. And I, no, like, they were I, terrible. I found Brenda's character really difficult to engage with. And that storyline yeah. bit with the katana and like, she's a forensics expert, but she's also an antiques expert. And it's like, She'd have been better off if if she'd just been an antiques expert and they yeah. brought her in and that's how she crossed paths with Russell yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So I think anything that relayed that bit about the katana was just a bit like I was like, oh, okay. It seemed like that was wheeled in when it was convenient and it just just didn't hang together very well. Scoring soundtrack. Do you know what? I forgot about this question. I didn't even look at anything that was in the film Amazing. or remember Next. anything. Oh, it's Queen. He wants to live forever. So that's my point. I didn't look, but then I remembered, don't need to, because it's all Queen, and they're all great but, songs. And again, so this film... But what Queen songs were in it? Who Wants forever. to Live Forever. Was Hammer to Fall Hammer, Hammer to Fall in there? Let's have a look. Who Wants to Live Forever, Give Me the Prize, Kurgan's Theme, One Year of Love, Princes of the Universe. Princes of the Universe, yeah. Sword, yeah. Give Me the Prize, One Year of Love. Directors of the work. So he's had a long fucking career really like he's made he was uh, from looking for his imdb he'd made loads of stuff way before this whoa have you right. written down what i think you've written down yeah. there so Fuck. bear with me so he did also make highlander 2 of which course. which is really interesting i don't remember but i do remember that somehow bearing in mind at this point he's the last immortal yeah ramirez is in it, it. <laughs> he comes back is is he back in that like that sure, weird I do, I can't remember. red leather costume? I hope so. Thing. I kind of want to watch it just to see if that happens again. <laughs> he made uh, Resident. E so this is more recent stuff. He made Resident Evil Ex Extinction. Don't even know if I've seen it. The new Teen Wolf series. Okay. And something that you've watched. He did two. He directed two episodes of Thirteen Reasons Why. I love that show. Yeah. It's so good. So, but I don't know much about him, and I don't want to. Oh. 
Wow. Yeah, sorry. Do right. Do need to um, do a swap? Are you grouching this? Oh, week? honestly, I'm so disappointed. Have you got a fact, please? I have, which I think is going to tie into something you've said. So you mentioned that the fight scenes were really static. Yeah. So the swords sparking while clashing was accomplished by attaching a wire to each sword that led down the arms of the actors to a car battery. One was connected to the positive terminal and the other to the negative terminal. So when the swords touched, there was an arc. Uh So that would mean you would have limited movement. You wouldn't be able to do lots of... I guess, yeah, but... That's quite cool, though. Yeah, it's a cool cool fact, but... If it makes the film suffer... It doesn't save the film. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. It really doesn't save the film. Did you fall asleep? No, I nearly did. I did close my eyes and just think, oh, I could just have a little nap. Yeah, I think but I did too. I um, wasn't really paying attention, which is probably evident Why you missed some of it, yeah, it's fine. The I don't think it would have made much difference, to be fair. Are your prejudgments correct? No. I mean, yeah, because you shouldn't have seen it, ever. <laughs> No, I no, no, I wasn't expecting it to be quite as tame as it was. Yeah. Although whether I would have thought that as a seven-year-old or ten-year-old, yeah, yeah. I don't know. And I wasn't expecting it to be as to have that like fantasy element. Yeah. No, I thought I fine. think I think I thought it was going to be a little bit more sci-fi than it was, which it, it's not really sci-fi, is it? No. no. Well, I don't know. I don't. No. I don't know. Rewatchability. I'd, I'd never not. watch it again in any circumstance. No. Maybe just to make sure it is really bad as a joke. Maybe tell someone I don't know that I don't like. No, someone that I know that I don't like. This is a great film. Let's watch it. But you won't want to watch it with them. Yeah, we'd just I'd make them suffer. My, that like, seems really pointless. My my, my, my worst enemy. If Who's I, your worst enemy? If I had an arch enemy that I would make them watch this, and I would sacrifice. This is awful. Getting very uh, death and glory here. So, final thoughts, please. Uh, it was awful. Absolutely awful. And I know people that really love this film and it makes me question. I, there was a guy that I used to work with who used to quote the Kurgan prostitute line. Hi, I'm Candy. Are you? Or whatever. Yeah. All the time. And that, A, that's really fucking sinister. And B, I'm just like, like, Pick the haggis line or pick the don't overextend your thrust line because that is much funnier. Yeah. Like, if I think of fantasy 80s films, I think of Willow, Kroll, Dark Crystal. Yeah. Yeah, Legend, Labyrinth. And I think perhaps this one suffered of not being... Never any story. I haven't seen it. It's pretty 80s. Yeah, it is pretty 80s. Somebody also said that our dog looked like the dog from... Never ending story. Yeah, they did, didn't they? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, uh, yeah, so I think it possibly suffered from being too much of one thing and not enough of the other, or, or yeah. not enough of anything. And definitely, I think if it was rebooted, because I think it's probably coming at some point, I would watch it, but I would yeah. want, I would be interested to see how, how yeah. that goes. Yeah. So I think actually the story has a lot of potential. Yeah, I agree. And it's a good story when yeah. you understand what's happening, yeah. but the film doesn't make yeah. it easy to follow what is going I on. I agree completely. Uh, finally, scratch a 10 from you, please. What did I give one to? Fast and Furious. What, where's Heat? Oh, I can't we need to sort this out. Yeah. Doesn't we matter what you give, give this a score. Um, I am going to give this a one. Yeah, me too. Do you feel quite sad about this? Because you. Like, uh, not sad. 
No, I wouldn't. I'd never feel sad, but I feel. Do you feel like it's robbed you of something? No, no, it's not really even that. It's more of a like watching it close to the time it was made. Younger, I could see why. Like I was in. Yeah. I'm like, oh, he's going to cut his it's... head off. Like yeah. that kind. You know, that's awesome. And like, oh, it's got sword fights in it. Bear in mind, I was watching Jackie Chan films at the same time. You see some boobs. Yeah, you do. It's probably less interesting than that though. <laughs> Uh, yeah, especially at a younger age, um, uh, and like, yeah, it's not it's not disappointment, but it is a difference between being an adult and a child. Yeah, is it's really interesting. It's not it's, it's not bad. It's just interesting. It's like watching the Goonies as a kid and thinking, oh my god, I want to like find a map and go on an adventure. Yeah. And it's and then, watching a Goonies as an adult and just thinking, fucking hell, I wish those kids would shut up. Yeah, because they just talk over each other and scream yeah. and shout. Yeah. It, yeah. I still like the Goonies, but it's hard. It's hard to work listen to as an adult. You know? Especially when you don't have children yeah. and you can yeah. just turn it off yeah, and yeah. be like, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. done. You can walk away. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that. So, yeah, no, thank you for that. that that's was, that okay. was really thank fun. You. Like, I did not, I did not expect to. Uh, have have that and I don't I'm not upset that I've had that sort Aww. of wake up from it it's actually really fun I think people would be like I what this one was great you yeah. missed it or it'd be like I'm gonna give it another watch and then they'll go yeah this is fucking trash mate do you yeah. know what I mean so yeah no so yeah for sure you definitely if we've missed something let us if, know or if yeah. you agree let us know yeah for sure it's it's good to know if we're alone or we're just yeah if we're just two idiots sitting in our house watching a movie and we're missing something like a cultural phenomenon or what are we watching next so after that we need some kind of i feel like you might have peaked too early with chef is there another film on the list that i might feel the same as chef who knows we'll find out but we will do... I think it's been long enough. Let's do Godfather 2. Yes! Let's do Godfather yes! 2. Let's, like... Get up It's been a good gap between the first one and the second. So let's do the sequel. Yeah. Because I yes. think we need one that's a, a classic. It's not modern. It's revered. It's In my opinion, it's faultless. Okay. So... Yeah, this is the... You, you know, love this film, don't you? It's being objective. For me, mm-hmm. this is the greatest film ever made. Than Star Wars, yeah, but it's not my favorite, even like, though we know what we know about the man that had to read the lines off his leg in Star Wars. Yes, but like, I just think this okay, I know I, this film is old, but I think if you look at the time for me, Godfather 2 is what cinema and filmmaking is all about, and I think it nails it. So, yeah, that's my so we'll do that. Are there cats in it? All the cats are in it. All oh the cats are in it. So, and yeah. uh, will I recognise Al Pacino this time? He probably will this time. He looks a bit more Pacino I believe. Excellent. Please, please, please give us a rating wherever you listen, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. That would be amazing. It helps people that might enjoy the show find us. Share us about with friends, family, and like-minded folk if you've enjoyed the episode. Tell the world about it. Going from the rooftops. Yeah. Right, yeah, right. That. Send a telegram. You can't do that anymore. Oh. That, that's send that's a finished. barbershop quartet. Yeah.
good good luck organising one of those. If you leave a review, we will get our dog called Oswald to give you a shout out on the show. If you have a hilarious or embarrassing movie-related story, tell us. We're not going to let this section die on its ass. You can email us at moviegrouchfanboypod at outlook.com. And here comes Mr. Fanboy with the socials so our socials on instagram we are movie grouch and fanboy pod and that's and as in a n d and then on facebook we are movie grouch and fanboy that's an ampersand not an and thanks time for pizza yeah thank you very much for listening everyone yeah thank you and we will catch you on the flippity flip yeah bye you're not saying bye. Bye. Sorry.